Yes, West Smoke, boy. That shit take me way back. Talk that shit like saying. Yo, alright, you know, you had a birthday last week, right? I, I, I did. Before we get into the serious stuff, you know our show. As you put it, the best compliment you gave us was we don't have a format, it's chaos, and it works. Right. right. I'm like, <laughs> All right, I, I got, never said that. I said you're chaos and it worked. No, I'm playing. I did say <laughs> yeah, The whole concept was chaos and it worked. So before we get into the serious stuff, which I'll just sit back and uh, mm -hmm. it is what it is. I want to get to some party questions for you because I wrote some Sure. Questions. Okay. So you had a party last week. You didn't have a party, but you went out. It was your birthday. You had a good time. I, I you celebrated with Matt Flex. Right, right. Uh, Matt Flex, big Christmas guy. Big. Big Christmas guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a he built his backyard. Anybody who builds their own backyard is a huge holiday person. You know, I that's phenomenal. Like I, I had, but that's overcompensating because he doesn't have cold weather in LA. You know, he doesn't live. On, he lives in the Bay Area. They get gets a little cold up there. It depends okay. when. All right. Anyway. Yeah, you don't know shit about geography, Scott. Stop it. Hey, whoa! I can name <laughs> all fifty states. I'll be in my cold dead grave before I recognize Missouri as state. Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. All right, so party terms. Now, would you would you rather have it referred to as a bash or a shindig? A what? A bash or a shindig? <laughs> oh, you're doing this shit again. You I thought this was always the end of the show. Now no, no, this. this is what the fans want. I love the bro. Listen, a shindig is my shit. I love the shindig. Big shindig guy. Big yeah. shindig guy. <laughs> I'm a shindig guy. Now, do you go open the presents or do you go open the gifts? Uh, I open presents. the gifts. I open the gifts, man. Mm. The gifts. Yeah. yeah. I open the gifts in the presents. See, that's all. That's oh, all. that's good. That's good. Oh, close, yeah, so and, 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 in Brooklyn, no one, I, I don't really recall a lot of people saying presents. Right. Okay. All right. Um, another one. Now, when you're. In fact, I'll, I'll, I'll double down on that. Before everyone had television with the four networks, I think we all said gifts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Now you're leaving the party. You're a kid. Huh? You want a party favor or a goodie bag? Goodie bag. Goodie bag. Who the fuck wants a party? Do, is, is that a term? It's probably white. Yeah. Bag. Whoever fucking says that probably still calls soda pop. Yeah, definitely. That's probably they, safe to say. Yeah. And they probably still call the remote control the clicker. Fuck them. Yes. Yes. Do that. Everyone knows it's the remote. Where's the remote? Right. That's it. Right. Now, Although I was in the South one time and some guy called it the channel changer. <laughs> I've done that. I've done that. Where's the I like that one. I like that one. You change the channel. But you don't say where's the volume upper, you know? And so anyway. All right. Born day or birthday? Hey, happy born day, bro. Or happy Either or. I'm not particular. That, that doesn't bother me. Now, I say both. Now, do you refer to it as a party hat or a head topper? I've never said neither. <laughs> Not party hat, I've said. <laughs> I'll okay. say party hat. Now, I have to ask because... I've never even caught... I've never even heard of a head topper. Okay. <laughs> by the way, I'm probably... Yo, by the way, I'm probably the worst guest to ask these questions to because I, no bullshit swear on whatever God is real, if there is one, he or she all being divine. A five-year-old once told me that that the blowy thing in a party is called a kazoo, <laughs> and I never knew it was called a kazoo. You know what a kazoo is? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Kazoo, yeah. yeah, I didn't know what the kazoo was. I was like fucking thirty. I could tell you about like 
you know, the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, but I, I didn't know what the fuck a, a kazoo was. I was like, what? You know those little blowy things? And the five-year-old goes, a kazoo? And I was like, fuck you. I was like, I didn't know that's what it was called. Well, that's not nice. So I have three more, th three more that things. That five-year-old was my nephew. He's probably like nine now. So yeah, I could say fuck him, but keep going. Fuck that <laughs> If uh, now, if I was in LA or where you're where you're at right now, I don't know if it's exactly. Once again, hard by geography. Uh, you well, think California is just Los Angeles? I just want you to know California is very big. But keep I going. Know, I know that. Yeah, the the capital is Sacramento. I know that. Oh, so, God. <laughs> Jesus, this fucking guy. And Mira Loma was the first McDonald's, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or San Bernardino. Yeah, you. Yeah, I'm glad that you know what, the, what you, your fat ass knows what the McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make it to the first McDonald's. Now, let me tell you, man. And then you know the Ranchero was the first, <laughs> like this guy over here. <laughs> All right. So, if I was invited to your birthday party, which we could all assume I would be, I would. You would be, of course. You'd be hosting it. All I right. need a clown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, John Wayne Gacy's not available, so. <laughs> Yeah, you're more like Scott Wayne Gacy. <laughs> uh, don't look in my basement. Hey, what are those handcuffs for? I don't uh, want to know what's in there. Would, would these songs be played at your party? If not, I'm... Oh, don't do this. You're, you're, whatever song you're going to say, it's a no, bro. Uh, Barry Manilow, Copacabana. No? No. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm Latino. I'm Latino. You talk about Barry Manilow with the Copacabana. You want to talk to me about Latino? We, we, yeah, bro. That's like that's like you going to China ordering a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, I probably do that. My, my foot's out the door right now. Hauling oats. It tastes man. like fucking duck sauce. Trust me. Hauling oats, man eater. No, I don't even know. Second foot's out the door. I'm about to leave. Leanne Rhymes can't fight the moonlight. Bro, no, stop it, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> stop No, man. No, we're not playing that shit. I'm Puerto Rican, bro. We playing some salsa or, or some merengue. We playing some cachamba. Oh, we play I'm from Flatbush, so we playing some reggae. Or we playing some hip hop. What about Sean Paul? Give me the light. No. <laughs> No, you're talking about like the most whitewashed reggae artist. Well, I mean, he was legit at a certain point, but that's like Shaggy too. <laughs> Whoa, can we play Mr. Boombastic? No. <laughs> Although, shout out to my man Tessellated, a friend of mine wrote a song for Shaggy three yeah. years ago that got nominated for a Grammy. Good friend of mine. That's pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. We play Sizzler. Let me tell you the reggae artist so you could add shit on your playlist that is never going to show up with your white ass. Sizzler. We play Sizzler. We play Movado. We play Beanie Man. We play Sister Nancy Bomb Bomb. Shit like that. They're actually desserts. <laughs> I only know Applebee's triple chocolate meltdown. Yeah, that's perfect. Sophisticated. Yeah, I'm very sophisticated. So, oh, what about what about Daddy Yankee Rompe? Bro, I'm about to get off. Like, and, and just get, fucking hang this shit up. If you keep asking me stupid questions, I'm just playing. Uh, no, no, Daddy Yankee. If Daddy Yankee plays, it's probably like because it was suggested by okay. by Alexa. Yeah, Alexa's like, oh, you kind of like this shit? I'll play some Daddy Yankee. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's why I get, when they suggest playlists on YouTube, that's why I get a lot of, like, 
NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, things like that, because they make it, you know? You're embarrassing yourself. Ah, whatever. I don't care. I already did a top five boy band countdown. How much more push like Bro, the worst, thing, the worst thing you ever did was that stupid music list you had. Second right. thing was just stupid Christmas list. Your list sucked. <laughs> my, my, my Christmas 2020 list was a gem. 2021, I ran out of gas. In your previous life, you were one of those, like, Irish singers who sang about their family dying in the river, and you thought that was yeah. hot, like, and then, and my whole family drowned in the sea. That's you. Guys, I got a banger on my hands right yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin Danny got stabbed in the eye. Scott loves that <laughs> shit. He's like, ah, oh, this is great. You know what I mean? Keep going. I need to write these lyrics down. <laughs> oh, my God, Scott. Now that fun's over. And I'm sure. Ankle, yo, I think my ankle's blowing up, but I'm just too drunk to realize. For anyone watching, Nino's fans, I sprained my ankle hitting a game-winning shot today. But anyway, all right. So I, th Nino, I said the shot was worth it. What do you think, Brian? No, it's worth the sprained ankle. Just I, I, I know, Nino, Thank I, you. See, Brian, you and I have competitive, like you know, ounces of fiber in our body. This motherfucker is not competitive. He's like, it wasn't worth true. it. That's <laughs> it was not worth it. That's not true. I'm like, what? I'll hit a game with a shot and deal with a bum foot for five months. You know, <laughs> I, used to log, I used to log my knockout wins in gym class. That is true. Well, yeah. well, look, real men hit the game-winning shot. Right. Don't even realize their ankles hurt to like the next day right yeah well, that's they what wake up and they wake up and they're like oh shit what the fuck just happened i literally need an operation like i just you know hit I mean? this game winning shot and i need a fucking operation right exactly. now. exactly <laughs> yeah for real you know so since all the fun's over and your birthday party was uh, actually let us ask how was your birthday was it nice it was good, yeah. I highly celebrated. I'm not a big birthday uh, celebratory type of person, but it, it was fun. That's nice. I, you're in touch with nature. I'm not. I hate nature. I hate yeah. anything that's doing me leaving the You house. don't like anything that's natural, like well, rhythm. Yeah. Big <laughs> Melody, I noticed, yeah. <laughs> no, but what, what crossed my mind, too, is like, so I, I know, listen, you don't like, you, you, you root for us, but you you're kind of like on the fence with it. I, I really root for y'all. I, I commented on one of your rap videos. I mean, you know, I was like, I, I made up true. thirty. I made up thirty-seven percent of your comments with so, my so, one comment. As I, I told you in the text, like, Brian's got like his own uh, studio at his house. He's done all, all the mixing. We're actually performing Thursday. When my ankle snapped, I was like, "Fuck, I can't jump around in my Reebok pumps," and and. That's what I thought about, and I felt bad for him. But I think he'll be all right. I'll be good to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're, you're okay. If that's your first thought, you shouldn't be a rapper. You keep going. That's true. That's <laughs> a, <laughs> I think I'm better at the podcasting, and I'm a natural, lovable guy. But it is what it is, right? Yeah, because you can sit and not risk any injury. I love it. it oh, dude, and I, I, I told Brian, I ice my, I ice my foot with things that are healthy, and then engulf things that aren't. You know, oh, the peas. I'm not cooking these. That's from my ankle as I down a Big Mac. That's <laughs> All right, so. It's all about balance. So, yeah, so I see fun's that. Over, fun's over. Uh, I know Nino's been getting some shit from people. Uh, you were called like an, an Elon Musk supporter, and you think Elon Musk is cool. You're blah, blah, blah. You've been going back and forth. And I know you troll a lot. But 
All right, you're you're more. Which, by the way, on Twitter you can't do. Like, uh, evidently, like Twitter people are like, "Fuck, who, you, how dare you!" Like, you can't do that on Twitter, man. They'll they'll eat you up in Twitter. You know, they're fucking psychotic over there. Absolutely, they're the worst people of all time. Most of them are. They're bombed. the worst. Literally, like we could just put them. I I could mention a lot of things that kill people, but we could just put them there, and then just like life would be better. But keep going. I agree with that. Um. All right. So. Elon Musk buying Twitter, and I know you're pretty down the middle, level-headed. As in, I think me and Brian are pretty down the middle, even though we've been called a right-wing podcast, which I still don't understand to this day. Uh, maybe it's my Bush light hat. I'm not doing myself any favors here. Well, oh, well, well, who called you that? Was it people on Twitter? No, we had a guy on, um, some black dude from L.A. we were kind of friends with, and he was kind of a, more on the left side, a Bernie supporter, and we had a conversation about after the George Floyd stuff, right? And like, we had an open conversation. It was an awesome episode. Um, really cool guy. And I was, like, open about my thoughts. I was like, I didn't post a black square. I think that's bullshit. Um, I have views that changed over the years. Like, I, I've, been, I've talked to you about this shit. Like, I I used to think things that I've changed my mind on. But he, he goes on Instagram and was like, you got to check out True Exact Show, this right-wing podcast. <laughs> Yo, we live in a weird... I want you to go with your question, but we live in a weird day that if you don't agree with a certain idea, you're all right. It's fucking yeah, right. weird. It, leftist radical people, like, if you're like, I don't know about that, they're like, you're all right. It's like, whoa, I just... it's We're talking about this? Like, what the fuck just happened? Like, yeah, it's like, weird. I Trump's an asshole, but I could also say this is dumb as well. It doesn't make me all right. You know, anyway... So, do you think Elon Musk buying Twitter, this is what we wanted to get to, is a good or bad thing? Do you think people are just overreacting across the fucking board? And why are Oh, they're they fucking clearly over... But, but you gotta understand, he bought Twitter, so Twitter is gonna overreact. <laughs> this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, a billionaire bought <laughs> Twitter, and a bunch of people... Let's really... Let's play Occam's Razor, right? And just shave off all the fat, right? Just right. on the surface. A billionaire bought Twitter... And Twitter was like, I want my billionaire to own Twitter. Why didn't, why isn't the status quo remaining intact? Why would another billionaire come in? And I swear to you, I just, and we did this. I don't know if you guys remember either the first or the second, third part. I don't know. I did a bunch of them with you. I said the one thing, I, I have all the criticisms of all billionaires or whatever, but the one thing thing that I that I talked about with Elon that I liked and Brian you was in here Scott was in here I'm not sure if Jerk was in here I think Jerk was he never responded to that I did text him by the way That's cool but I, I remember we were talking about the all the cancellations of alpha like mm -hmm. figures or whatever and I said something to the effect of like Elon would walk into a room with Gates Zuckerberg or whatever and kind of be like shut the fuck up <laughs> you know what I'm saying and like yeah. I don't like that I like they, yeah and I like that. Like, in, in, I don't do the necessary, like, the lesser evils in a political, political sense. But when it comes to this shit, these billion dollars, you kind of need a backbone. Mm -hmm. These other fucking people don't have a backbone. They just cave in. Like, the Washington Post is owned by, like, Bezos. Yeah. And Twitter was owned by BlackRock and Vanguard Group. Mm -hmm. Me and so they, it Those people own everything. And and mainly the media. <laughs> right. So so there so Twitter and the media was sort of amalgamated as one. BlackRock and Vanguard Group are affiliated with groups that, by the way, disclaimer, I know nothing of what I'm talking about. I'm plagiarizing 
almost every guest I like in a podcast. I've read some <laughs> stuff. I've read some stuff, of, and and some of some of it I've mm -hmm. added some sasong of my opinion. So, so yeah, BlackRock and fucking Vanguard groups and Morgan Stanley's and shit. They're affiliated with companies that lobby for Barack Obama to sign what's called the Smith Monk Act. And the Smith-Monk Act made it legal since post-World War II. I don't know when it was actually legalized. Anybody listening to this, the five people that do, could do a simple Google search and find out that they, it, that act made it illegal to propagandize, a government to propagandize its own people. Obama's administration repealed that, and that was, that was uh, lobbied, which is a bribery, right? It was basically lobbied for yes. by... By by financial conglomerates and media conglomerates, these elites similar to BlackRock, Vanguard Group, and extensions of them. So Twitter was just an extension of the shit that we see on TV. Like a lot of the shit on Twitter that you would you would see on CNN and shit, you would kind of see an extension of that play out on Twitter. If you notice that, like when yeah, Twitter Twitter wasn't always like that. There was a lot of free media early on, but once they realized that you could get the eyeballs quicker and, you know, however it benefited, whatever they benefited, it just became sort of an extension of that. And I kind of like my people in the elite sector to have a backbone for whatever it's worth. Be right. So do y'all know, I don't know, this is not a, a fucking, I'm not quizzing y'all. Uh, do you guys know the president before Abraham Lincoln? No. Jack, right? No, Jackson was way... His name was James Buchanan. And the reason nobody fucking knows him is because he didn't have a backbone. He was just this lawyer from Pennsylvania. And he was just like, whatever the court would say, and he's like, that's the law. He was just an extension of the court. So, like, he didn't challenge anything. Lincoln, for anyone who wants to criticize him, the one thing no one will say is, yeah, he didn't have a backbone. <laughs> he didn't make choices. That motherfucker made decisions. And in my, in these people, I want people to have a backbone because we don't know uh, Buchanan. No one really knows about him. You don't need to because he, all you need to know is what the Supreme Court was doing back then. Mm -hmm. And you know that he just agreed with everything. Whereas Lincoln was like, no, fuck that. You know what I mean? Or Jackson was like, fuck that. Or Polk was like, fuck that. Or Zachary Taylor, these are all presidents. Yeah. Fuck that. Buchanan was just an extension of the court. So I Twitter, oh, Twitter looked... I have to throw in, we got to give a shout out to William Henry Harrison, who died in 30 days. All right. Oh, do, do you know how he died? I didn't, but it was a Simpsons. You want to hear the funniest story ever? To William Henry Harrison. Do you, do you want to know how he died? It's the funniest story ever. He was an old... He was an old... Listen, he was an old politician. And all his critics were like, he's too old and he's too weak. So to prove how strong he was, he gave this like two-hour uh, two inauguration like <laughs> a speech it, it, in the cold, wet and everything to prove how tough he was. He got a pneumonia and died. <laughs> That's a man who's dedicated to his job. I like that guy. Well, That's how me, that guy ask, ended up dying, yo. Let me, let me ask you this, though, real quick. Just because I want to go back to like what you were saying with like, you know, having a president with a backbone, like somebody that's going to say something and that they're going to speak up. It can work go good and bad, but I like that real quick. It can work good and very good and very bad, but I'd rather that than somebody who doesn't have that. That's what I mean. Hey. Right. Yeah. 
But what I'm saying, do you, do you think? Do you think at this point, it's just too far gone to ever believe that our government is working efficiently and it's it's never going to turn back around? Hmm. I, I mean, I I I don't want to do that Nino shit when I don't answer the question, but I agree with you. Because you asked a question that's sort of like a, you know, that you're, it's like a loaded statement. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I agree with you. It is far gone. And I'll go even further. If you, I read a book on like shit that politicians had to do like a hundred years. Always what a happened? book. Always a book. <laughs> well, it, it really just showcases what politicians had to do like a hundred years ago. Even FDR versus now. Even 50 years ago versus mm -hmm. now. The system is so automated. You don't even need a fucking president. Yeah, you don't need one. This shit's yeah. running on its own. Yeah, a president at this point is just an extension of the sectors that he's serving or the money of the people that he's serving. So, yeah. so yeah, so the Democrats hide behind. We're gonna do all this social shit. We're gonna do all this reform. We're gonna do all this. We're gonna do all that. But in reality, when they got fucked up in eighty four and eighty eight, they were like, "Well, we need to take money from these." fucking big financial sectors and take money from from the oil people and take money they just sort of became republicans they started yeah. uh, they started working as the same way republicans do you look at everything clinton and obama did and you just replaced them with a republican you know clinton signed the the clinton signed the telecommunications act he wasn't opposing wars obama wasn't opposing wars he was like more wars and more surveillance and more uh repealing habeas corpus like shit that like you would yeah. read about and like from guys that like we'd read about in school and be like what presidents repealed habeas corpus they'd be like well he did it in an emergency case because russia like obama did that shit and it was like what the fuck like there's good and bad people like that's so anti-american so yeah and, yeah, then, the, and I, then the thing is they repeal things like that that they never give it back they never go backwards exactly that's right. the problem that's and the problem. and look at it like this you if you go back to ancient uh what was it ancient uh, Rome, when Caesar took over and they gave him emergency power and he never fucking gave it back. And then we sit around, they tell us well, that he story. Well, he took it. He took it. Yeah, yeah, but the he, thing yeah. is, they, they tell us that story and we're like, oh my God, that's so ridiculous. How would anyone let that happen? <laughs> right, right. Well, and, and, and again, uh, and, real quick, Scott, hold on. To Brian's yeah. point, real quick, to Brian's point, that's another guy with a backbone. Like him or hate him, Mm. There's there's guys like Cicero who was around, who was just all about the Roman Senate and maintaining the Roman the power through the Senate. Whereas Caesar yeah. was like, you guys are no fucking better than Sulla, who overtook it. Like when Caesar was younger, he overtook it, became an emergency dictator. Could have did what Caesar did, but he stepped away. Two, took a two year, died in two years, and he was like, fuck all of this. I'm tired of this shit. But Caesar was like, fuck all that. And Caesar started just going, reform's not going to get done. This is kind of similar to now. Caesar yeah. was like, reform's not going to done, gonna get done. If Doesn't this sound familiar? If one side's fighting with one side and they just can't agree. Yeah. So, so Caesar's like, well, not only am I going to create reform for this, 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 and do this for these Italians and do this for this, this, this. Right. Caesar also was like, Caesar also was like, I want to fucking reform the calendar. So we got we have leap years because of him now. We have yeah. the month July named after him in August. So he actually did reform. And there are historians who argue this to this day, whether what he did 
even though it was like the worst thing you could possibly do back then to a democracy, it led to the empire, which eventually shut down the republic. But some people argue the republic was like a fucking, you know, some sort of an oligar oligarchy anyway. So it's like, yeah, it's a, the backbone presence is a big deal. And to Elon's thing, Scott, real quick, and to Elon's thing is, I just like the fact that the status quo doesn't, he's not going to bend. Whatever he, whatever he feels, He's just not going to bend, you know, and I, and it's scary that one guy, you know, I always do. I asked my dad this question when I was younger. I said, who has all the power in the world? And my dad's like, you know, just like it's not a person, it's a sector or whatever. But imagine if one person had all the power. What if they woke up in a bad morning? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. what if they caught what if they caught anxiety or what if they caught a mental illness? Like, you know, back in the days, kings were products of their fucking uncles and sisters fucking, you know, <laughs> whatever the fuck. Like their uncles and their mom are like this. I mean, their uncles and their dad are like the same person, you know, and we know that that's mm. not healthy. So I always used to ask the question, like, what if a guy woke up and was like, what if Elon Musk woke up tomorrow and was like, well, nobody knows that I'm going through this and then just starts fucking, you know, hitting all types of buttons. So that's where it's scary. But at the same time, I like the fact that he has a backbone to the status quo and it tears away at the shit that's already happening because I don't like the fact that Twitter was an extension of the status quo of, the, of, of fucking BlackRock and fucking Vanguard Group. Like, what? Fuck that shit. You know? I, I think one of the, like, we did a show probably two years ago at this point uh, with Jerk on and... You mentioned like Tim Pool was on. Whether or not you like Tim Pool, whatever that's yeah. up to. I know him and yeah. all, him and Ra got at it. You see that shit? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. So like, you told me you were like, "Yo, they got Jack Dorsey to admit they lean left." And I watched that episode, and I texted you. I go, "Holy shit!" Like that. Nah, nah. He he got him to admit that they had a liberal bias. That's yeah, what he like, got him. And, and, yeah. And, and my my issue with I guess I lean right. I don't fucking know what I lean. I don't care. Honestly, I just like, how do people? Why do you think? Because you're an intelligent dude. Why do you think people are so hard pressed on picking sides? Has it become like a team now? Like oh, I root for the. They Warriors, pushed you know, us there. They the pushed us there. All the fucking selection shows. Like, I, I, all the reality like, shit. Know, pick, pick, pick. Like, Right, you know me. I voted for Trump in 2016, right? And like, but even I could sit back, step back, and be like, yo, what he did here was fucked up. I could criticize the side I voted for. Like, why do you think it's so hard now with humans? Politics used to be hidden. Your parents never talked about who you voted for. Remember that? It was taboo. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. It was taboo. Like, yeah. what do you think changed? And do you think they want it? Like, I think, I think, like, uh, well, my my issue is, you know, is you could bash Trump all you want. Trump, you could say he's an asshole. You could say Biden's an asshole. I agree with you. But it's my issue is when they think their side is going to change things. And it's like, where do you come up? They don't care about you. So, like, yeah, where yeah. do you think this started? Do you think it was the last 15 years or just the last? No, no. It's been, it's been around for the, since the Look at the Civil War was free staters versus border ruffians. Like, we've always had two sides. Yeah. And it's always been two sides. And, look, I, I don't like anyone who's on one the right side or the left. because And also, let me be fair. As, as right, the right side's kind of adjust itself in a way where they they're trying to slide center like they have some new people that are trying to slide center in a sense 
but the left is sliding more towards the right too. They, I don't think that they are that different. You know mm. what I mean? Like it, it used to be right wing to censor speech. You know what I mean? And mo and it used to be a leftist thing to go let everybody talk, and the ignorance will hang themselves. But nowadays, I think what's changed is that ignorance is sort of curated. You understand? And and now you yeah. can curate and condition people without them going to the school, without them whatever through trends and topics and. If you only see what you see, you could only agree with what you know. You understand? Okay. So we live in those times where, yeah, people aren't really having that practical wisdom to where they're like, well, let me question this and let me question that. Mm -hmm. um, unless they're already there. They're not going to be brought there by the current channels. So, like, I am a anti-establishment kind of cat. I am a, you know, I'm a more of a... I lean left, not to this political left, but I lean left on many different things. I believe in UBI. Uh, you know, I'm anti some some of the current immigration laws and um, and all sorts of fucking ways. I I, I like many socialist uh, programs. I and I and I believe that we should be truthful with what we're doing. Uh, I'm not. I used to be more to the free market type of per like a free market type of person. But the problem is, is that shit doesn't exist. It's not real. You know, like mm. e almost everything that's ever been pushed into market has been fun funded by government subsidies. So and you guys rip up your phone. All that technology was paid by your grandparents, your uncle, your uncle, your aunt, my uncle, my aunt. We've been here for a bit. And yet in capitalism, you're supposed to get a payback. So all that technological research and scientific research that comes back to us get somewhat hoarded and privatized and put to the side because there's a free market but yet it's being funded by government money so i used to be kind of connected to let, let everything be to i realized well that's not how it is because you got to learn and this is in my opinion take it up with fucking noam chomsky <laughs> you know what I mean? take it up with you know take it up with this uh hu jong chung i think is his name is he's a south korean economist take it up with um uh, Jason Hickel, who's an economist from Swaziland in Africa, like I have done a, my own due diligence to learn how the world is functioning, but I lean towards it would be cool if there was a free market, but I'd argue anybody and I fucking and I don't think they can win an argument with me. I could stay up for fucking five weeks and beat them in an argument. I'd argue anybody who thinks well, that we, my, we wife, that, I, my wife found out we were doing an Instagram live. She was like, this is going to be a four hour thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I debate anybody. I wouldn't even debate. I'd have a conversation. I hate debates. Right, right. I'd have a conversation with anybody who thinks there, there's free market principles in there, but think that it's just run that way. But what I'm trying to say is like, I have like my own ideas, but I come into these technological spaces with my ideas already. Like the, these technological spaces have been like, hey, Nino, you want to know something cool? Free market, bro. You know what I mean? Like it has taught me none of that. I've had to swerve. I've had to swerve the things. But when you're 19, 18, 17, 20, you know, there's a lot of people now that are 24, 25 who, you know, the, the other day, they, I mean, we're at the age that this won't shock you, but it's still shocking. There's a battle rapper who's 18 and Poison Pen, we was in Twitter spaces and said, do you know what the world, do you know what life is without an iPhone? Right. And the 18 year old kid said, no. Is it not? <laughs> is his name not? No, no, Jay, Jay. He's for my battle. Okay. Jay, he has long hair. Really cool kid. We were in Twitter spaces. I forgot what his name is. He fucks with Appa, this new kid. Is that, and, is and, that the best high school job of all time? 
I had to work in a warehouse. This dude's a battle rapper. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he goes back to school after battle rapping, which right. I thought was so fucking he's dope. Probably, let's be honest. The kid cleans up. Oh, he's killing it. Yeah, he's killing it. Yeah, he's yeah. In school, I had to just tell my friends the shit I was doing. I'm like, I promise, I rap. You know, like this kid's just like, yeah, go to YouTube. I battle, blah blah blah. But yeah, um, it was pretty interesting to hear like an 18 year old kid say he doesn't know what the world is without an iPhone, and that lets me know that adults, at least now, are speaking from a space where they've been indoctrinated by these spaces. Yeah, and yeah. so I think I, I so I think it's a combination of those things have always been there. It's a natural human thing to be A and B, and I think that the the new technological wave is it's limited us to these to these mainstream sectors. Yeah, but you know what the thing is, I feel like no matter what, and it, not to get into like a like a cosmic type of thing, but there always will be a balance. I mean, if you look at all elections, it's always fifty two forty eight. You know, fifty-one, forty-nine, and it's everything is everybody's always split on all decisions. It's like there's this balance to the universe, and I think that our, I guess, technological and scientific advancement, and just human culture in general, just human beings, as we evolve through time, there's always going to be separation. Look at something like music, right? I was just telling Scott this the other day, like when we were kids. I'm like, listening. We I'm would listening. Listen. When we were kids, I remember listening to like Biggie and my dad was like, That's not music. This is music. And then he puts on like Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, and like they're okay, but I don't know, I'm attracted to this thing, right? So then now we advance to okay, we're thirty years old and then we hear like I don't know any of the shit that's out now and you're like, What the fuck? That's not hip hop. That's not rap, you know? So, like, no matter what, there will always be that division. But it's because of just advancement in a way. I, I agree in that sense because you have para, uh, paradoxical forces yeah. that sort of battle each other, like good and evil. We have that internal, internally. Like, I could choose to do the wrong decision or the right decision, and I'm conflicted by that because here's a gain for me, and I win, and I get what I want this impulsive thing but i risk fucking up my shit so should i lean on my morals should I, right i get all that but i don't think issues are as paradoxical as we think so when you say like 51 on one side and 49 on the other side i'm not sure i'm not so sure how much the 51 and the 49 are opposing or they're just agreeing i yeah. think that they're the same the, <clears throat> because to me a lot of the shit the right says and the left says that are that arguing about they're just they're opposing each other but they're essentially on the same side. <laughs> like they're, they're, they're <clears throat> arguing for the same thing. And what I mean by that is you don't really get to t like, all right, get somebody from the radical left and have them talk about issues. You can literally replace them with anyone and they'll start repeating the same thing. You know, they're not going to be like, well, on that, I don't mean, you know, they'll just repeat what they say. Get, yeah. anybody, on the, get anybody on the right side who leans more right and is more conservative and they and if and if they're sort of caught up in this space, they'll start just repeating shit. They're not like adding nuance to anything. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is you never really get to the issue. Whether you lean right or I lean left, if we're talking about fucking education, that uh, we don't have to talk about anything or right or left. Let's just talk about education. 
You, you get what I mean? So like yeah. these political these political conversations get to like this Elon shit. My shitty billionaire versus your weird billionaire. It, they, they, so if one side is covering the asses of the bankers and the other side is saying that they're more for us, saying that they're going to help us, but they're covering the asses of the bankers, well, then everybody who votes from one side to the other, other side is covering on the asses of the bankers. Yeah. So there's no, there's no division. There is more agreeance than they than they see, and that's my you know, biggest you know, issue with the political space right now. Everyone you know, agrees. The is, there's there's a lot of times where, I mean, we could we could debate all these things. There's people that go back and forth on this stuff nonstop, right? And it consumes mm -hmm. their life. Of course. I think as human beings, we're addicted to where we've gotten to, we've gotten addicted to stories and drama and always being in a constant state of chaos and fear. We've been conditioned to that point. Right. So now, wouldn't it make sense that there's, there's a government that we see everything that goes on, all the fucking story, the drama lines and this and that, and this election and this scandal and blah, 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 blah. And let's argue back and forth about skin color and what women or men can do and just fucking nonsense, right? But there's another level that we don't see where everyone is competent and they know exactly what they need to do because they're not saying, okay, we're for America. You know, we may be biased towards America, but what we need to do is push the human race forward. Mm. Humans need to continue on. So it's like a method of, there's, there's, um, I've looked on like the CIA stuff and FBI stuff, not to use, I hate even using it as a reference because it's like, they released it. They, they put this stuff out there. It could potentially just be bullshit and stories that we're all just going to talk about and become distracted with, you know? Oh, and I'm in lingerie right now. I got, I got, I got Eric in, oh, Eric Bale, Eric Bale, go on, go on, Eric Bale. On, I Brian. destroyed my train of thought. <laughs> nah, Brian, you were saying that yeah. FBI and all that, and you were talking about things operating underneath a government mm. uh, operation. Yeah, so pretty much all the point that I'm trying to make is all of these things that we debate, like alt-right, alt-left, I'm up top, you're in the bottom, like fucking red, blue, Democrat, Republican, All it's just all a fucking story. It's a movie in front of our eyes, and these are all actors. And it's all people that have just become celebrities and they get placed in these roles and they make it seem like they're really making this, like these influential decisions. But really, would you leave that kind of power in the hands of people that seem so incompetent day in and day out? Good question. No, well, I mean, yo, bro. That, that's, you're basically saying exactly what I was saying. Like, that's a bureaucracy that runs like you have. There's a great book on this called Double Go Double Government. You would love it, Other and part. it talks about and it talks about bureaucrats who are in a place where they don't get replaced. They stay mm -hmm. there for 27 years. They're not like every other four years, and you know every two years, and yada yada. They're there, but what I'm saying is the the powerful interests are whether they shape things i don't think is for the good of humanity that i don't agree with because yeah. if it was for the good of humanity why are more people starving why are they okay with taking away our rights but what if, but why what if that's part of it though 
I mean, you know, I, it's, well, that look, it's it's goes back to the question: Who's to say what's good and bad because they're subjective? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But, um, yeah, I mean, if if I'm never gonna say that that people who are in control don't have good intentions, but my thing is, we have enough data to look at the results, and we see enough people filling in their helicopter tanks and going broke buying houses if they really cared they wouldn't be taking all of our money with credit student debt and all that bullshit and if they really cared they wouldn't let us think that we own anything when technically all you gotta do is just look up how ownership works you got people who who make i don't know th let's just say three to four hundred thousand dollars and they think that they're in a class simply because of their yearly salary they own a house worth nine hundred thousand all of a sudden they can't make 400,000 for whatever reason, the pandemic, whatever. Now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, the bank owns that home, right? <laughs> right? They find out very, very quickly that there's a difference between ownership class and workers class. They were working to own. They re never really owned anything, mm -hmm. right? So there's a difference between working to own. Uh, there, used to be, I, there used to be values and ideas and systems in place for people to have ownership, those those things have turned into more of a story being sold to people so they can participate in something, enslave themselves, and not one of us are gonna sit down and our sit on our deathbeds and be like, Man, I really wish I worked harder. Mm -hmm. We're not gonna say that. I wish I worked more. We're gonna sit around and be like, fuck, I, I didn't get a chance to insert this, 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 this. So yeah, the North real Go ahead, get, real quick, stop. Brian, Brian, to your, to your case, take it right back to the conversation we were saying, North and South. The South's enslaving dudes, right? Mm -hmm. they, they have their ways of slavery, and they don't want their ways changed. They're super obsessed with how Europe runs shit, even taking shit from the French and all of that, and they're <laughs> hyper-obsessed with the UK. They have parties named after UK monarchists, what they deem political people, the Whig parties or whatever the fuck. And they're all fucking weird. But their ways of enslaving is just like, they want to play the fiddle all day and whip a slave. And then they're like, but look at how we're doing it. We're doing great shit. They got their own family, yada, yada, yada. And their criticism of the North is, oh, you guys are building up all the, you're, you're uh, industrializing. You're industrializing. And you're putting all these immigrants in there and all these places that are, kids are working, all of this. How's that any better from the shit of the South, right? The mm. North thinks they're doing the right thing, but they're crippling people just as, just, you know, just as the people in the South are. I would have loved to see what Twitter looked like back then if you had a Twitter back then. So the Southerners there'd could be, be a, like, ah. Racial epithets. Yeah, 100%. Our <laughs> version of slavery is better than your version because the Northerners are, you know, although they had a lot of laws to protect black people, many immigrants were coming in who had almost no rights and were just thrown in the factories and their kids and they were just overworking them to death literally right but here's one thing with the north they were trying to do anything new anything new they didn't want to remain the same you know what i mean they were they were trying to do anything that they could progress beyond anything with some sort of go in sight i, I if what you're saying is true the, the 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 elites and the people in power now would would have a goal in sight to go. Let's share all the resources now. It don't work that way. Two one percent of the of the wealthy 
control more money than 70% of the global south. I have to say, too, and um, for one thing, my wife brought me a big cookie tonight. Oh, nice. So, so. <laughs> you need that whole thing tonight? <laughs> I have to say, what you just said, Nino, was interesting with the one uh, percent. Because, uh, but I have to give a shout out. I know he doesn't. I'll be right back. I'm listening. He doesn't know me. I like that. Yo, Brian. By the way, you you're, you're killing you're killing it. He's he's bringing up some good points. Yeah. Well, what okay. about me? I'm listening. Oh. Yeah, you're no. listening. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I have to say, I put the Instagram live on. This is my. Oh, so I have to say, Matt Hoffa, by the way. I give a lot of credit for having ears. Thank you very much. I I, I appreciate that. They're very nice ears. Uh, Matt Hoffa, one of the best co- podcasts in the fucking game. Before you finish your question, can we so, can we talk about after this? Yeah. Um, the fucking meteorite that fell that had the uh, the amino acids for DNA in it. Sure. All right. Great. It was like two days ago. I- yeah, all right. So, yeah, so quick shout out, Matt Hoffa, great podcast. But I only bring that up because you mentioned the 1% of the population. And I think it was, I want to say, I could be getting the names wrong. I think it was Esso on his podcast who said only 9% of the country earns $100,000 a year. Right? I, I could be wrong. I, I don't know if it was Esso or Matt or the other dude. But, like, that's crazy, man. Like, 9% of the country, including women, children, men. Why is that crazy, though? No, I'm, it's just, like, it goes to what you guys were saying. But like, who rules the world? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like you think it's you like I, It's it, like I told you before when I said you're asking the 1% to tax themselves. Right. Or if, you, if you can't get in. I kind of like, Brian, like Brian's optimism. It's not realistic, but I love it. Like, because that's how I view the world. I want to hope people have great intentions. You know what I mean? I want to think people are going to tap into the good and the hero within. But in reality, we're subservient to systems. You could be doing shit for God. You could be doing shit for whatever. Yeah. And the reality of the situation is, you know, I, I never forget. I met this guy, right, who was uh, not a Christian. But we were shit. I, me and my other man was shitting on Christianity. We were talking about all the enslavement and everything that's happened with Christianity. All the fuckery is done in, in Europe. We were talking about like the Martin Luther shit and all the crazy shit that happened. And he looked at me and he was like, "Well, you need to understand too." Is a uh, was an old he was an OG, and he was like, "People fuck this up too. These ideas and systems have a lot of beauty behind them, a lot of great principles. And then what what happens is is when you get people." And their, and their interests coming into play, they twist everything. So some of the great, fig- well, I don't want to say great, but some of the important figures in history who wanted to make reform or change or whatever, they get overtaken by the system that's already running within itself. Mm. And that's the problem. I don't think the systems are a problem. I think it's the people who recognize that they could take advantage of the system. Mm. Yeah, I'll ever see the invention of Lion. You ever seen that movie? Yes, yes. Yes, great, great movie, by the way. Great movie. Yes, Such he was movie. lying. He was lying, right? And he wasn't killing nobody. He wasn't hurting nobody. He was, his shit was all about getting money and getting the girl. That's mm-hmm. the whole shit he was doing. He took, he wanted to be rich, got money, tricked a, a few people and wanted to get the girl. But he didn't lie for to help anybody. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's sort of like how humans are. You get, you find a loophole, find what it is, and it's like, 
oh, how can we benefit? We're not that far off from like what motherfuckers are. Whenever you read about some shit from 200 years ago, that's like, you know, a couple grandparents away, bro. <laughs> like, we're not that far off. Yeah, but the know? thing, you know what? You know what the thing is, too, is that we're conditioned from little kids that our value system is it's money. Chase money. Everything we do is for money. You go to school to get a degree, to get a good job, to get money, to buy things. That We're literally conditioned from birth. That's what we're doing. So it makes sense that in our maneuver there, we're always thinking, see, we're, we're blessed and cursed at the same time because we're the most uh, knowledgeable creature that's on this planet that we know about. We don't know other creatures or what they think, things like that, right? But what we do is we think for other people all the time. So like when you when you're doing something, your actions a lot of times are based on what else is going to do. A lot of people are influenced hard to break that conditioning. So it would make sense that something like lying would say, okay, this person might be lying to me, so I'll lie to them in order for my gain to happen so I can get around and move up the ladder. And then now you add money into it, jobs, backstabbing, all that bullshit. Oh, I'm going to get a raise. I can buy a bigger box to live in. I can buy a bigger car. I can do all this. But in reality, we're just some life force in a decaying biological capsule that's going to drift along for however it's going to be here. And then you're going to leave. But you do all this shit along the way. Yeah. Balik left. I'm trying to get Ellie to join if she's available. No, but we can't, we can't. So what you're saying, though, it's hard for us to process in a macro level what we could do for a million people. Oh. All of us here could talk about, hey, how do we help 50 people? That's fucking easy. Yeah. 100 people, I, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's doable. Once yeah. this, beyond a certain level, you're going to be like, holy shit, like, all right, I lost, like, all right. Do we just allow this? Do we allow that? Yep. And then, okay, then who makes these? It starts to get become big. It's like Joseph Stalin. I can't believe I'm quoting Stalin. But Stalin, <laughs> Stalin that, had that's a new one. You want to, we, know, we already got laid for right-wing podcast. You want to quote Stalin? Listen, it's me? a great quote. It's a great, it's a great quote. The quote is, one okay. death is a tragedy. A million is a statistic. Yeah. So once you start not humanizing something, yeah it loses the humanity once once numbers become numbers you know once people become numbers and people become data, like covid oh uh, yep. this is so yep. fucked up and then all of a sudden you see a chart and you're like i don't even know if people are dying anymore i just see numbers i mean so what brian's saying is like i agree with him in a sense if you keep humanizing the the thing that you're doing if you if it loses its humanity like twitter nobody would say what they're saying like there are people right now who are like twitter's amazing look at all this technological development of how we can talk to each other but within that presents these new challenges that they wouldn't come in here they have to that they're saying on twitter they wouldn't they wouldn't go in front of us if we were all in a room and we were like hey let's share ideas they wouldn't fucking block us in person and be like oh no, no, no. Yeah. They, they'd sit behind it yeah so a lot of this shit here I'm not I'm not against any technological development, but at a certain point there's diminishing returns, you know? Yeah. When we were young when we were young, even if you grew up in the hood or in a poor place, 
kids were never bored. You you see a kid holding an iPad now has a fucking sum of not sum of all human knowledge in his hand. Literally is holding the world's consciousness in his hand or or her hand. And they're like, I'm bored. I'm bored. Dad, mom, uh, uncle, I don't know what to do. And you know, I, I, I just think that to, to to just place things on development and be like, yo, but things are developing. Like, cool, but is everything getting better? And what's getting worse? We're not analyzing that because we're just focused on the some of the some of the specific benefits rather than the things that it's costing us, which is everyone's fucking sad, everyone's miserable. Fucking life's so good. Why are everybody so sad? Why are everybody so fucking miserable? Why are kids you who have money? and are eating Panera bread and having too much Chipotle and have the internet, have iPhones, have iPads, the, everything, this is so good. We're, we're doing so well. And they wanna, they're on TikTok talking about they hate their life. They're fucking suicidal. And their parents are like, why, I love you. Why is everybody so fucking miserable for everything? But it's because nobody's assessing this, looking beyond all the other things that this is costing in a sense. We have no, no, uh, how should I say, no outlets or nothing promoting any sense of humanity. We're losing a lot of that. Now, now, I will say this, Nino, Ellie, Ellie, you're the youngest one out of all of us here. Like, do you agree with Nino on this? In a sense, like, hey, 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 it's a social construct. Yeah. <laughs> like, the younger generation is just too sensitive at this point. Or do you look at us too hard? I never said that. <laughs> I, am, I am. I'm saying that. Oh. <laughs> Yes and no. I mean, you know, it, part of it too is, you know, some people, what we're getting, I feel like the pushback we're getting too is people don't want to be held accountable for their shitty behavior, the shit things they say. So then you get dismissed as you're being sensitive. And it's like, no, you're what you said was shitty and you're just upset because you're not being accountable. And then there are some things too where it's like, you got to toughen up. I think it's a little bit of both. That's fair. Do you ever think that all these things are created to take you out of the now and take you away and split you inside? Oh, no. You think everything... Yo, you know what you're doing? You're doing shit I used to do. I used to think everything was for a reason and a purpose. The problem is, is that these things exist, and then we think, what's the purpose of it? You know what you're doing? Neil, you're I need you to talk me off the ledge, honestly, because I do no, believe fine, Brian, let me tell you so many things. No, let me tell you what... Let me tell you what you're doing. You're doing what I used to do. You're shooting an arrow and then painting the bullseye around it afterwards. Mm. You're like, look at the, look at, do you think yeah. it was just, no, the arrow was just shot. And then everybody's just, you know, bro, if you look, I talked to the guy who was early, early in Instagram development when Instagram was just like a couple people, right? I met him uh, in, in Silicon Valley mm. and he was like, we had no idea pictures. Oh, look at that dog. He's like, we had no idea pictures were going to be about uh, people going to post food. We had no idea people were going to post road signs. We didn't know it would be a big deal that people posted their cupcake or their this or their that. These things start to take a life of its own. And they go, oh, shit. There's a you really think when YouTube allowed amateur content to go out, they were like, you know what's going to go viral? What do you think, Bill? Cats. When two cats are playing, people can't. <laughs> 
Don't watch it. You're gonna see. No, he had no inclination that Gangnam Style would blow up. Like there are, there are, there are anomalies, and there are things beyond how they happen in in a, in a process. There's an organic process sometimes that happens. Not everything is specifically curated. And I know this for a fact because I know people that went viral and like super viral. And I'm, I used to be, you used to be like, what did you do? How did you do this? How did you curate these? They're like, and the shit, like. Two things. No one else. And the technology is no different. No one, the guy that invented the typewriter, he had no idea he was gonna boost the divorce rates. No idea. He didn't think, whoa, women gonna go to the workforce. I, I totally, I definitely, I agree with you 100% on that. But do you think that at this point with the with the power that they have with, I mean, look at all of us right now. We're on this thing. The power that they have with this. Do you think they know? No, because Mark Zuckerberg is one of those fucking lizard people. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, look, they wait, look, that guy, if you're going to tell he me. Is. He yeah, is the I will bet, again, if there was like a divine source of all-knowing spiritual thing that came down, like, make a bet with me. You get all the money in the world or you lose your heart and your kidneys, which I can't live. Um, I would bet, I would, I would bet every vital organ I have in my heart, my brain, I'd just be like, yo, I bet it, that there's no way Mark Zuckerberg was like, yo, I'm going to fucking fuck up elections. <laughs> no, I'm going to no. ruin, I'm going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be uh, against in Congress. He's a. He was trying to get a bitch. He was trying uh, to get a girl to acknowledge him. I mean, he was. He he was trying to create something. Right. The most the most anti-social people create social alternatives. They I had never, yo. I yo. I had that conversation with someone. Like the. It's crazy how someone like that. Like the dude who created Facebook might be the most anti-social person alive. By far. Incel. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> like, By far. Incel. Now, By now, far. now I, I have to ask two things. Uh, one, I would say, Ellie, you're on the opposite side of Brian and I as far as politics, for the most part, right? We could agree on that. Like, we'll get along. It is what it is. We've talked off, off camera. Now I have to ask: Do you think Elon Musk buying Twitter is like a him owning the libs? Yeah, man. Or it is what it is. He's an evil genius. <laughs> is it destructive for the world? Or did did it deserve the backlash from the Twitter radical libs that were like? It didn't deserve I'm, any attention at all. Literally are we none. The libs, Ellie, are we owning the libs or no? Buy Twitter to own the libs. Uh, I don't. <laughs> Honestly, it's just, you know, I personally don't care for him. I mean, Tesla was used all with our tax money. Like, so I'm just kind of, first of all, fuck Tesla, because it's all subsidized through our fucking tax. So fuck that guy, number one. Okay. If he was really that eco into, like, saving the environment, my friend used to work at Tesla at the Fremont Grand. Mm -hmm. He flew up from L.A., Minimum twice a week on his little private jet. Now tell me, how many fossil fuels are you burning on your fucking private jet to fly back and forth from L.A. to the Bay Area two to three times a week? So eat a fucking dick. You don't now, care. Now, now my counter to Ellie is don't you think people like Bernie Sanders who fly private jets should be held equally accountable when no, he they fucking do the same shit? He flies right to a commercial. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I don't know. I'm throwing to tone. You're, you're. Um, I know, but um, you know, I, I get where you're coming from, but it's just kind of like, I mean, people are, if people are gonna say racist shit and you know, Islamophobic, transphobic, whatever phobic shit, they're gonna say it. That's the that's the thing. People, whether whether it's a widely used platform or not, people are going to say whatever bullshit they want to say, and it's just whether or not, you know, are we gonna tolerate that or are we gonna have some guidelines? But you know. People wanted to attack Twitter for free speech stuff. It's a private company. They can make their own rules, which is what people, people want, we don't want to wear a fucking mask into a grocery store. It's like a private owned business. They can, they reserve their refuse service to anyone and they make their own rules. You don't want to follow it. You don't have to follow it. I'm going to let Nino respond to that because like, I feel like you have a better response. Cause like you're anti-establishment and whatnot, and I, Ellie, I'm not, I'm not here. We've known each other for a year and a half at this point. I'm not. I agree. Here. I'm not. I, I actually agree with her completely. My thing is, my my thing is, I don't think people should have the right to say the most ignorant, racist. Right. Yeah, be bigger. <laughs> the, the problem is, the problem is, when I'll give you an example. Canada made it illegal to be. Um. Um. Uh. To be an anti-Holocaust person, you can't. You if you don't believe in the Holocaust, it's illegal in Canada, right? That's fine if you want to go. And, hey, now, Ellie, you Ellie, wanna, is wanna, Ellie is Jewish, so this. I, I mean, I mean, I, I, I that's fine. I'm not. Honestly, <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with. I'm okay with them going. Hey, you have to believe in this. This is the law. Whatever. I'm okay with anyone saying that. My thing is when now some Zionists, all right, now there's something with more nuance coming in. And mm. now there are more, and she's Jewish, so she probably knows it better than me. There are more Jew, Jews, especially in North America, I want to say in all Eurocentric states that believe Israel is an apartheid state now. They, 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 I think they polled them and it was like Not, in the third. It's been, it, it has been. Yeah, yeah. but with polled them, when they polled them seven years ago, the numbers were fucking low as shit. I mean, you can research this. The numbers were, were like less than 10. Now they're above, they're above mid-20, 25, 6 or something. It's a high number, so it's grown, right? What I say, why I say that is, in Canada, you don't believe in the Holocaust, right? But if somebody's just going, hey, I want to talk about this issue, and I feel like whatever, and they, they're sort of speaking against Israel... Now somebody then goes, that's a Holocaust denier. You get what I'm saying? So I'm okay with somebody being against bigotry, being against racism, being against this, being against that. But if somebody says, well, I'm cool with trans rights, that pull thing though kind of threw me off. Can we have a more nuanced combo and goes, hey, that's hateful. You can't say anything. There's no room for dialogue. There's, and, in, and, in, and whatever every other country wants to say about that, that's fine. But in the United States of America, Lincoln was like, we will have dialogue. We will be able to have a conversation. And actually promoted in the basic infrastructure of our academics. Science, anything, anthropology, it's like, let's have dialogue. The fucking assholes throughout history who were like, no, you don't get to speak on this. You don't get to say anything are the ones who are trying to curate the shit rather than ex express that. Now, here's my biggest issue. Okay. I was talking to one of my friends and she was like, well, 
I feel triggered when somebody like, because by the way, her sister is a trans person, and she said it is trans. I said, hold on, relax. We had a deep conversation. I said, wait, let's. You know, the the word phobia comes from the word fear from Greeks, and and the Greeks had the god of phobos. And no one is no one is hating, and no one has a fear of this. They're just having a nuanced conversation. And she was like, no, 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 whatever. I said, wait, hold on. They shouldn't be able to ask this. They shouldn't be able to ask that. That's what she told me. But let me tell you something I'm passionate about. And I've done how many podcasts with you? I'm not okay with anyone thinking that there is no institutional racism here. Because it doesn't take me that long to have a conversation with anybody to express or educate them on the many multitude of levels of institutional racism. So if somebody hello. So if somebody tells me, so if somebody asks me, hey Nino. I don't think there's institutional racism. I wouldn't be like, you're a blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, well, why don't you think that? Because I can talk to them all day. The social sciences back it, the education backs it, history backs it. It's a very easy And Nino, that, that goes with, I just have to say something. Hold on, hold on, real quick, before you, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, before you move on. And my, th my, my criticism of this shit is some people want to censor questions and want to yeah. censor someone being inquisitive and my thing is if i'm curious about something and i'm asking a question it doesn't mean i'm hateful it doesn't mean that i'm labeling something it doesn't mean that i'm boxing you into a space i'm asking a question yeah. is this okay for the women in the pool for this 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 is this okay for the women who get hit by this uh particular individual for this 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 is this okay for this 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 i'm asking questions if the sci if, if the science backs it it shouldn't be a problem. It should be like, hey, ask away, Brian. Ask away, Scott. Ask away, Ellie. Just ask away. We could talk about this because the information. But if we can't have a conversation about it, then it shows me that there's not enough information and they're just trying to like box it to a corner of specific. Okay. Like, it's. Yeah, I feel okay. yeah, go on, Ellie. So her, so your friend, her, her, there's trans or brothers. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't catch the transition. Like, what sister, yeah. She has a trans sibling. Okay. And she didn't want you asking questions? No, not at all. Were she you brought up to me. Were you she brought up to me. Like, oh, what did you do with your dick? No, no, no. She asked me. No, she asked me about, you know, the situation with the trans swimmer in the pool? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. She asked me about it. No, no, no. Sorry, she wasn't asking me. She was telling me. And then she was like violently responding about someone who asked her a question. And I said, and I said to her, and I said, wait a minute, what did they ask you? And she said, well, they said this, this, whatever. I don't even want to get into it because she may see this. Like, I, it's, it's a friend I care about. And um, the friends I don't care about, I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know? But um, yeah, sure. um, fuck it. But, but, but when I. I I was like, yo, th that's not, you know, you, you got to be careful how you box the word hate and phobic and phobia attached to it because people can ask questions. I have no problem with somebody wants to censor something, but the problem is, is what do other people do with now this, now this means that now I want to shut the voices of everything. If it's about the bigotry, I'm okay. If it's about the racism, I'm, I'm okay. If it's about the scientific misinformation, I'm okay, but it's not about that. It's. I don't, I want to remove them from the conversation. That's my biggest issue.
Okay, well, I just think that that's, I mean, granted, I don't know that many trans people. I'm fortunate enough that I've got two trans people in my life that I'm friends with, one I'm actually really close friends with. Um, and they never seemed to be bothered when I would ask questions because, and they, and again, I wasn't trying to be shooters. So like, I was just really trying to understand, like, you know, what is the appropriate way to address this? Or like, you know, hey, if I mess up your pronouns, like, please don't think I'm trying to do it on purpose. Like, you know, because when I first met my friend, she was she, and now she's he, and looks like a he, acts like he does the testosterone. And I even asked him, I was like, can I, do you, do you want me to call you a new name? Like, whatever. And they're like, it's fine. And even if I like, and I was like, okay, just, I just want to feel like, even if I accidentally refer to you as she, like, I'm not doing it. And he said, he's like, no, I understand. Like, we know when people are doing it to be mean. And um, my other trans friend was like, no, we, I don't mind people asking questions because it shows that they want to learn and be educated and that, you know, they, you know, don't want to make those mistakes. So I just think it's interesting that. He just, Can I like, say something, Ellie, Ellie, Ellie? You're, you're talking, you're using anecdotal, an anecdotal reference to a subjective experience you had. You're a person that if somebody already knows integrity and your morals and where you stand, they're not going to take your inquisitiveness as an attack. What I'm saying is in the grand scheme of things, when somebody's writing online, there are people right. taking, yeah, they take, if Brian asked a question, God forbid, the same question you would ask on Twitter, he would have a viral team coming at him and a hashtag. You white heterosis bitch, Brian. You are, you are transphobic and you're this, this, this. So my thing is, I'm okay with, I don't agree with censorship because I think. that was backed by the KKK or whatever and was going to get it, was doing all these speeches and whatever. And he said, I'm not afraid of anybody saying anything because they'll hang themselves eventually by their lies and they'll hang themselves eventually by their bigotry. So my thing is, why are we telling people don't speak against and don't do this and don't Let do that? themselves. Go ahead. I don't yeah, I'm fine with everybody doing that. And I think that the people that are afraid of Elon aren't afraid that he's going to unleash the bigots and afraid of that. They're afraid that they can't control narratives. That's from my, from where I'm at. They're not going to be able to dictate what's what. Now, all of a sudden, a biologist or epidemiologist or vaccinologist that's like, hey, I have some information that shows this and this on this particular vaccine. You shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. Guess what? Pfizer's not getting backed by this and Reuters and this and that. And now all of a sudden that's not deemed misinformation when it's a fucking peer-reviewed scientific paper. So that's the biggest, you can curate truth. You can dictate truth. We have this poor idea, especially today. One thing Brian said, I forgot what he said, but I was like, yo, that's- Did that's I say good, anything noteworthy or no? Never, never do. But Brian, <laughs> Brian, made a good, uh, Brian made a point about something, but one of the things I forgot to say to him, I forgot in what specific you said, but one thing that we have a poor idea of these days is we think we already agree on something, it's truth. That's what we normally think. We're like 70% of people think this, it's gotta be fucking true. Well, all history has ever taught us is not the case. Not always. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, working others. I mean, Galen communicated from the Catholic Church for saying that Earth revolved around the sun instead of the sun revolved around the Earth. And, like, that was gospel until it's like, oh, you know what? Actually, he was right. The, the Earth does revolve around the sun. Uh, the Earth 
the center of the universe. A hundred percent. That was this Canadian archaeologist. One second, stop. One second. The follower, she said, because she's scientific. There was this Canadian archaeologist who challenged the Clovis theory, but he was in the United States University of South Carolina, whatever. Challenged the Clovis right. theory, lost his academic credentials, got deplatformed in the academic sphere, whatever the fuck you want to say. Lost all types of credentials. Ended up getting private money somehow. What do you think he found? A bunch of fucking fossils that 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 challenged the Clovis theory. He knew something was under there, and he got completely obliterated. They fucking didn't let him talk. Didn't let him do shit. They took away his professor card. Every fucking thing you could think of. Like they did to Bob Lazar. One. This was only an hour and a half. Hold on, Scott. Brian, no Bob Lazar talk today. Stop it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> My wife's three-hour theory was an hour and a half short. I got to give her credit on that. But she knows Nino, and she knows he can talk in these episodes. It's an hour and a half. It's been an hour and a half. I don't even know. I was going to try to look. And then... Uh, why have why has Nino not been on a animals podcast yet? I just have to that. Oh, I, that's my fault, not hers. That's my fault. Okay. Because my dog almost fucking died. That's true. But I snapped my ankle today. Who cares a shit about your ankle? 